Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. This is Urban Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. We're continuing from last week with our special guest from Men of Nehemiah. Like I always do, I have to invite the Lord God in. So I'm going to say a prayer. Lord God, we thank you for your continued love and your grace and your mercy. And we ask that you bless the men of Nehemiah and all of their work, Father God. Give them everything that they need to be successful. In Jesus' name, amen. We are going to continue with the colonel giving his testimony. So I'm going to cede the floor to the colonel. Let's go, brother. Amen. Amen. Again, uh, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Erwin, and and thank you. I, I, you know what? I, man, we got started eleven years ago here in Dallas, uh, grieving, just just desperate, just desperate. You know, Karen and I had been together thirty years, and then one day she was gone, and um, began underneath the bridges talking to guys and and working with guys, and because I know the pain. See, everything for us believers is prefaced on the pain, that what it took God and, and his son. And and in the pain of addiction, it kind of core, it, 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 it gives us a, a door. I think I talked a little earlier about the gift of desperation, and I, I certainly am not. I didn't come from corporate America, and I don't have any, any letters behind my name, but God gave me a gift. Yeah. We, um, we got started, man, and I, I know my God. I know it took God everything to heal me. And, um, man, God just began to bless the ministry. And we're worshipers. So we go to churches. Man, in the early days, I'll sing under the bridge. They let me in the library. I've, I've given concerts in, in, in the store, men yards, and we're just men worshiping. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, 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 we support other nonprofits yeah. um, and education. And when a man, is restored to his rightful place in the family, it is the greatest dynamic. See, God works through the body of Christ, and he works through the family. When you restore a man, it's everything. Yes. It's, it's, it's everything when a man is brought in. We're exclusive, you know, male. And um, just the imagery of men worshiping and, and, and stuff. But I, I, I think I was talking to you earlier. I told you, uh, I, I believe it's Second Kings 7. Mm-hmm. There were four lepers outside of the city. And they say, if we go in the city, we're going to die. If we stay here, we're going to die. And if we go to the enemy camp, we're going to die. And they made up their mind to do something. And I, 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 I relate that to all throughout the Gospels. The folks that were desperate. I mean, there was one Old Testament that the woman didn't have any, I'm going to eat this and die. And then there was the woman with the issue of blood in the Gospels. And there was the over and over, the Syrophoenician woman, there was just over and over that God gave them the gift of desperation. Mm-hmm. Go back to Second Kings. Those four lepers, because of their desperation, saved the entire city. And God will give, uh, I see addicts as those lepers. Mm-hmm. And they get in touch. It's, it's pain. It's pain. But it's a gift. And what I've seen happen Oh, oh, as these men over the last 11 years have been restored. If you come to one of our Bread of Hope services and come see, it don't make no difference 
if it's a if it's a, a white affluent family, a poor white family, poor black or whatever. And I've seen so this melting pot. I've seen God because of pain bring us together. Bring us together. You know, it doesn't matter if your kid is dying on dope. Yeah. You know, you are and for the city of Dallas, man, some of the dynamics, it's just unbelievable what I've been able to witness, um, how God has brought the body of Christ together. Check this out. Through pain. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. You know, we want to look political. We want to look a lot of different ways. But go figure that God would would restore or, or heal the body, the divided body of Christ through pain. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've witnessed that so much uh, as guys recover and i think um because we're christ-centered we, we our success rate is a lot more substantial than uh, some secular places and um we address the whole man mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm grateful for the work that he has done uh, uh through the men in the anonymous i think you said something that was very powerful and it's addressing the whole man because I know when I got to rehab, I only thought I had this drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Then they get you in those rooms and they start to break you down. And I'm sitting there saying, Whoa, got a lot of problems here. I got a lot of issues. And I, I say it to people this way. My closet was full. It was full of so much sin shame, bitterness, resentment. And those things become like an anchor, like weighing you down, pulling you down. And you got to get the drinking was the symptom, but I had some root cause issues that were driving me to drink that I had honestly never addressed. And I honestly never gotten true transparency around right and that's that pain and i never i never wanted to deal with that pain so you numb that pain through drinking and drugging and we know it's there and you've got that that hole in your soul and in your heart that only the lord jesus christ can feel and i i love the men of nehemiah because you you stand on christ right and anybody who knows me when I was in my alcoholism, people run into me and say, man, I can't believe you sober. And I say to them, <laughs> I can't believe I'm sober either, yeah. but it's not in my power. It's, it's Jesus. It's the Lord, right? And I never want to lose sight of that. And you said it. You can go to some other rehabs. But for me, I know that I would not have gotten sober and recovered and healed if I had went to a secular place. And I'm not, I'm not anti uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, them. Um, what I do know, and I say it from time to time, the men of Nehemiah is the body of Christ. It, yeah. The body of Christ answer to substance abuse because we believe that, uh, uh, see, God knew us before the foundation mm-hmm. uh, uh, formed me in my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. So, let me tell you something. Because of that gift of desperation, many mm-hmm. times some of those generational issues that we find in our families, yeah. God will give someone in our line. God is outside of time. Yeah. He'll give them the 
gift, like those lepers, the gift of desperation in the fam, the cycles are broken, the mm. cycles of poverty, the cycles of, you know, yeah. undisciplined or, 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 or whatever. But it's that desperate addict yeah. that brings the blessing. Yeah. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and we found that. So when we, we say the, the whole man, mm-hmm. the whole family, mm-hmm. uh, it's, 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 it's many times it's that desperate addict uh, that has to go back home. Here we go, proverbial prodigal again, and brings up some healing in the whole in the general family. Yeah, and and when you go back home, what you discover is what I discovered in my family was a cycle of where alcoholism had been used to derail the men mm-hmm. generationally, right? Yes, generationally, sir. and you you talked about. When one man recovers, the family, you you just change what had been negative for generations mm-hmm. to positive. And I like to say, break that stronghold, right? Amen. As we look back over our family, and this is why it's so important that we know our family history. And we have honest and what I call courageous conversations. Because when I went home and I asked my mom, where does alcoholism that I'm suffering. Where'd that come from? She gave me the answer very quickly. Oh, you're a grandfather. I never knew him that way. I know him only as a businessman and a pastor. I didn't know that was in his past that he was a, so such a bad alcoholic that he was on the streets. I never saw that. I never knew that. That was never told to me. Right. So we have to educate ourselves on these things that keep showing up generationally, like addiction, in families because. When I was suffering, I thought it was only me suffering, right? And that goes back to that self-centeredness. Well, there's a lot of collateral damage, as you know, <laughs> that occurs from your addiction. Yeah. So it's not just you. The addict is the addict's family, his friends, his, his business. Everything is impacted. And I, I want you to talk just a little bit about the symptoms of addiction, how one can recognize. Right. And then talk about how you overcame, because one of the things that kept me in bondage so long was just the the shame and the sin of, oh, man, I'm an alcoholic of all the things I'm I'm addicted to alcohol because it kind of, you know, there's these sins that that go on in the church. But alcohol, addiction, porn, they're kind of like grouped into the hush hush kind of the, and, the dirty you, scene. Yeah, you can't you can't talk. I grew up like that. Irvin, hit your questions. I grew up like that, and I I don't know. I'm gonna say this on your show for you because this is an addict's perspective. Yes, uh, I grew up in the church where it was how good you are or how good you can perform. But the, the, mm-hmm. the actually, because you talked about transparency, it is what makes us seek God the more is how bad we are. Mm. It's how bad, really? how desperate, how much we need. Yeah, we need God, and sometimes in His His glory, He He creates that need. Um, and I, as I talked earlier, I kind of fell to that, and so an addict will continuously try to perform, mm-hmm. and we try to perform for God, and and and, and it's it's all for naught. Yeah, it's all for naught. I think that um, I began to my early addiction, I I, I just hiding, begin to recall from life. Faith and hope had left. Yes. Um, and and you, you look for that kids. My parents never seen me clean, but when that hope blues the kids' eyes, it begins to leave legal problems, certainly 
begin uh, a subsequent to that, but that y'all it's no longer that that intimacy. Uh, the first thing spiritually that happens when a guy starts to walk through that threshold, that's my best friend. Mm-hmm. It is certainly a shame based malady. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about sixty seven percent of my men have been sexually abused. Yeah. Most of them come from a church background. Most there, there's just some stuff that, like you said, nobody wants to talk about this, but see, we get to talk about it. Yes. Because it, as a, yeah, we get to talk about it and bring light. And we say this, um, it's one of our 15 biblical principles. My father wrote it, it has to do, I'm going to quote it wrong and that's bad, but it says a drugs were not our problem. It was not, mm-hmm. we must seek to find that root cause. You said that earlier. Yeah. See, y'all call uh, 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 a lot of time the body of Christ. I said, y'all, uh, we call we call sin. We call, but it's the leaves. Yeah, it's 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 the byproduct of some root stuff, and yeah. we don't want to talk about the root stuff. Yeah. and and so I want to point at you uh, for the, uh, for the sin, but yeah, um, uh, those are some of the earlier signs. And I, I guess yeah. I went to run in my mouth, so I don't remember the first part. Of your no, part. no, no, that's the second good. Part. The second part is just how you overcame the fear because remember when we're when we're in our active addiction it's like a hundred forms of fear right we've got all this fear and you to take that first step of faith we have to overcome that fear so just just touch on that your thoughts around that um i cheat a little bit uh god cheated for me you know Mm -hmm. i was totally honest i um i got clean and sober and i was doing pretty good at working um, my wife died. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to let my family down. I was still dealing with, I was clean, but I had so much shame. I mean, I had a lifetime of failure. But again, I had to find my desperation. Yeah. I wanted to live. I didn't want to let my daughters down. Um, and in the middle of that, I found men on the street that were suffering what I had suffered. What gave me the energy, what gave me the uh, to keep going is you have to, you know, the Dead Sea takes in everything, yeah. never lets anything out. I, in my most desperate time, because it, it wasn't, you don't know eight months, nine months, a year clean, whether or not you're going to stay clean. Yeah. But God, in his wisdom, he gave me purpose. He gave me addicts on the street. And I'm like, really? And, man, once you find purpose, once I think some of the predecessors, even in, in, in recovery, once when they would stop helping addicts, they'd go back and relapse. Yeah, you, back. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, the, that's the trip. That's where it is. Yeah. And, and, and God gave me the deaths and the different things that I've been through. And God gave me purpose. I mean, I was desperate. And he gave me purpose. Ain't, gonna, ain't no going back. Yeah. A person has to find his service. Mm-hmm. He has to find his service. Everyone has been, the Bible said, Jesus descended, then he ascended, and from his train he distributed gifts unto all men. Everybody has a special gift of service to the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. Said that it would be on earth as it is, and every one of us have that. Mm-hmm. And uh, walking in that is how we don't go back, yeah, and how God continues to crescendo his love in our lives, yeah. 
and you you said something that was so impactful and I think about my journey when I got out of rehab and I ended up taking care of a friend of mine um Hampton Lonnie Hampton that's why I named the ministry after you talked about purpose well Lonnie's the one who led me back uh to Jesus Christ he was the first person to say when I got to rehab, man, I was blaming everybody, my mom, my dad, the way I was raised. He said, shut up, shut up, just take, <laughs> shut it up, take accountability, grow up and get with the Lord. Right. And, you know, I want to fight him. I really did. But something aside said, man, he's he's telling you the truth. So through him and helping him for a year where. The Lord took care of all the things and I was taking care of someone else. A wonderful thing happened to me was I recovered because during that year I was with him. I was always with him really more than I was with my wife. So I wasn't going to the AA meetings and all the the stuff they tell you to do. I couldn't get any of that done. And I kept saying every day, like you said, how am I going to stay sober? Lord, you got me taking care of my friend but I'm not going to AA. I'm not all these things, right. From what we talked about, my religion taught me, Mm -hmm. I need to be doing these things. I need to be in this. So I'm, I'm literally like falling apart because I'm not doing all this religious stuff. And the Lord taught me, he said, be in relationship with me. I know you got all that stuff. I know you need to stay sober, but if you trust me, I'm not only going to keep you sober, I'm going to recover you. Amen. And, by doing the work and getting the focus off myself and on to others using my gift. Right. And I think so many times in life we talk to people and they go to seminars and they go to different counselors. I don't understand my purpose. And I asked them one simple question. Have you asked God <laughs> what's your purpose? Is? And I, I raised my hand. I would go to, I was asking everybody, hey, man, what do you think my purpose is? What am I? And one day, God said, why don't you ask me? The creator, your heavenly father, he'll tell you. And it's an ama- amazing thing happened. When I ask him, he starts showing me, and then he starts opening up doors to opportunities to that. And I want you guys to talk about the new vision that the Lord has put on your heart for men of Nehemiah and where you're going and in the future. I'm going to start off with, I want, I want Mr. Jolly to uh, uh, address this early last year. We ended up having, you know, you got COVID and so much has come from that. We ended up having a fire Mm -hmm. and it's been kind of had to move the ministry around, but you know what the word of God says, what was meant, what Satan meant. God um, meant it for good, and so we're in the process of seeing what the future looks like for us. We believe that we're going to have men of Nehemiah in markets across the United States of America. We believe that men are going to be called to their rightful place in Christ Jesus and be who they were called to be. And uh, God is just enhancing the ministry, and we're moving forward in physical and, and in the spiritual, and we're excited about it. I want uh, Tyrone Jolly to talk about what's, what's next and what we believe in God for specifically. 
Yeah, thank you, Colonel. Uh, I mean, it's an exciting time in the life of the ministry, founded 11 years ago. Uh, but now it's taking that heart, that passion, that desire to serve the most broken men and do it in a way uh, that every man deserves. It doesn't matter if they come from an affluent neighborhood or they crawled out the gutter. We want to make sure that they have the highest quality care available. Uh, we also are thinking about, okay, well, how, how do we pay for that? You know, the Lord's going to provide, but, uh, you know, there's some cost to that. And so we've done a great job. We've got some fantastic supporters, extremely generous, but also thinking about other sources of revenue. How do we do this in a sustainable way? Because as Colonel said, we want to be in additional markets outside of Dallas, but we also want to do that in a way that's sustainable so that the ministry can can be around for a long time and continue to help these types of men. So a lot of our work and focus and our prayers are around, Lord, how do we do that? You know, I had a plan in my mind coming into the ministry, and then, as Colonel said, COVID, fire, yeah. then we had this freeze, right? Mm-hmm. He He quickly changed those plans. But by us continuing to be faithful and to look to him, what the path is um we've been able to flourish in these in this season so much so that the response from the dallas community from the fire really accelerated some of our plans and so now we're starting to talk about a capital campaign we are going to be uh building a new facility purpose built um, again, to serve more men, to serve them with the quality of care they deserve, continue to outreach to the community. And so um, we'll be engaging through the website and through our social media channels to find a way for all of you to get involved and to support that effort. So really exciting times for the men of Nehemiah. And that is, I want to encourage everyone to go to the website everyone to find a way to be a resource and by resources we need people certainly we can always use funds but we also need support hands and feet so we will talk more when we return we'll be back with more of from beer to the bible right here on the word 100.7 fm finding addiction help is intensely personal And the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. This is Irvin Lee from Beer to the Bible. We're going to continue with Men of Nehemiah. I'm going to let Tyrone close the show today. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, So grateful for your prayers and support. 
Again, you can find information about the ministry on our website at menofnehemiah.org. We're also very active on social media, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or check out our YouTube channel. Uh, Thank you all for your support. Guys, it has Colonel and Tyrone. I always say, you guys feel like my forever friends, and we... People will be surprised to know we just met a few months ago, but we've been in constant contact. And I will tell you guys, always have faith that the Lord will connect you with the right people at the right time. And I feel like our relationship is certainly ordained at the right time for this moment so that we can help all of those men out there who suffer from drug and alcohol addiction. May God continue to bless your work, and we're going to have you guys again on soon. Uh, We love you, and we're praying for you, and we're always going to be a resource for you anytime you you want to come and be on the show. Thank Thank you. you Thank you, brother. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.